0: the Streets of Tokyo. god faded. Japan is back in our special series of From the Streets Dispatches with Meribane. It's a show where one guy first boozes and then another guy boozes and nooses. And let me tell you... The weather has been shit. You probably don't give two fucks about the weather. I do, because I have to live through it. The past couple of days have been insane. I mean... It's been so crazy I have to start looking for work because suddenly my savings exploded in this orgy of horrific fun. It was my birthday, and my brother came to town, and I had some things to do with him, and I had some things to do with my girlfriend, and you can see how men and women treat things differently sometimes, and not a totally sexist asshole way. All right. First of all, pick of the week is uh, hasn't really been decided yet. I'm not sure about the old IPA thing anymore. I think I've given up on the old search. I went through like a year and a half of just being able to try a new IPA every week, but then every week it seems like 12 more are released. And every one of them are released by those old beardy guys. Never some black guy. There needs to be more black guys releasing IPAs. Because then we can be like, it's the one from the black guy. And not be like, it's the one from the beardy guy. The beardy old white man. Now, I'm sticking with the Aoni. I think after this year and a half long search, the Aoni is going to be my go-to. That's just where I'm going to lay with it. We'll see if we... Well, the Aoni, for one thing is less than 300 yen, the Aoni for another thing is tasty, it checks all of the boxes, and for a third and final thing, it's available at convenience stores, and I don't have to go and find some new Beardy Man IPA, alright, it's so good, it's so delicious, so my brother rolls into town, And we immediately, we immediately, first thing we do is we go down to, um, what's it called, Sam's, and we just start pounding these IPAs. Was that the first thing? I don't know. But the thing about Sam's is that you always meet interesting people there. Um, we met some photographers, uh who like, went to the Sochi Olympics to do, film the, the Paralympics as photographers, I mean, how cool is that? What an interesting job, imagine that would be your job, what did you do? And I, I checked out the, uh, the girl's Facebook account and it's just full of her holding those massive telephoto lenses, the types that are like two feet across, and you need like a stand to hoist them up. It's like a cello. The massive stand. Where am I? I don't know if th- this is like my normal neighborhood, but I don't know where I am. Oh it's over here. Oh, okay. Oh okay. Bizarre. We hit up a Thai food restaurant, gin tonics, plenty of IPAs. And the Thai food was like the Tom Yum kun kind of stuff. What else was in there? Oh, they do like this really awesome uh, shrimp bread where they, they deep fry bread, but they put sh- like big old shrimp on the inside. I'm not sure if that's very interesting. The second day, uh, my brother and I, we were, we were on the piss again, which is what we kind of like to do. And there's these places called uh, girls' bars, and they're basically like women stand behind a counter and you talk to them, that's it, and you can can drink with them. And that's a very popular thing these days, where people go to girls' bars, and sometimes I've heard like it's cool because you can spend like 30 or 40 dollars for an hour of all you can drink, you know, and so the girls who are usually kind of dressed up and looking pretty cute laugh at all your stupid jokes, and you can just pound back the booze as much as you can before they kick you out. But what me and my brother did is, well, they have sometimes they have girls standing outside of them holding up little signs, you know, beckoning you to come in. Nothing really goes on at them. They were kind of first introduced uh, because some of the scandals that happened with some of those hostesses, so by having the girls stand behind a bar, it's difficult for them to blow you, so they have girls' bars. But what me and my brother did is that we just grabbed a whole bunch of streeters, get some Aonis, and we would just go talk to the girls outside of the bar, like the girls that are holding the signs trying to get us to come in and we were both uh, kind of big white dudes and my brother's really good at Japanese so we were just kind of talking to them in like English and Japanese and they were laughing at our jokes. It was like being on the inside except we weren't having to pay $40 an hour for it and we would talk to them for 10, 15 minutes and eventually some dude, some manager, manager on the inside of 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 the girls bar would would come out and he'd be like, are you guys coming in or what, you know, i would be like, no, we're not. We're not going in. And we'd just walk away. But around the corner, there would be another girl's bar and they'd, you know, we'd just repeat the same thing. So instead of having to fork over all this money and sit down on a place you don't really want to sit down in and have to deal with other people in the bar or whatever, trying to engage you in conversation we saved a lot of money talked to the girls and went on our merry way man it's been a boozy boozy few days and then so the next day I went to a Chopin concert featuring um what's her name Koyama Michie Koyama who's like this pianist who's been doing Chopin for 30 years, she won like the first, what is it? Chopin International Students Competition or something like that. And she's just recently become a judge. She can fill um, like concert halls by herself, but that's the time she had an orchestra and they played uh, a few pieces by Chopin. I don't know if you like classical music I do. It's something I don't mind going to see occasionally. It's not something I particularly think about when I wake up in the morning, um, but I'm not sure if I'm, big, I'm a big fan of Chopin himself, like his, his writing. It, it's very noodly to me. Uh, I like people like Philip Glass, who are kind of slow and have a lot of triads. Triads, like they're a Chinese mafia. Yeah, like triplets. Um, more tonal. Chopin for me was more like, oh shit. Fuck you, copper. That oh, was an ambulance. So after the Chopin, what do we do? Oh yeah, it was like my pre birthday dinner. And we went down to this uh, this place called Ajisai, which is some sort of flower, and the food they like it 's like this real original kind of restaurant. The dudes who run it aren 't dirty hipsters they they 're kind of manly men, but they make really cool combinations of food like there 's this one. They do like garlic toast, but they cut the garlic toast up into cubes, then they soak it in more garlic and fry it with like a bunch of um, like seafood. It's so crazy. They take a a lotus root and they grind it up with a bunch of cheese and they fry it into this pizza, then they put like fish sauce on top of it. It's Such fucked up ideas, but it, it works so goddamn well. They do like smoked fish. And you can order like two items that have garlic toast in the menu, or sorry, there's two different uh, items in the menu that have garlic toast that come along, and both of them have the garlic toast served completely differently. So you have a few bass pale ales, you start washing it down with gin tonics, next thing you know, you got a, a bully, belly full. Anything else? Oh yeah, then we went back to Gamma, so after that where it was a party happening and... it's just stupid drunkenness, really. What more can you say? Once you pass five or six cocktails and you're just throwing them down your gullet like a duck eating food, or like Homer Simpson eating donuts, you're really just drinking to get more fucked up. And that's a good idea. People should do that. The next day, went and saw a musical. A Broadway musical. This brand new um, uh, building opened up in um, Shibuya. I think it was called the Hikariye building. And usually I, I don't really like going into new buildings very much. It tends to be a lot of stores that sell expensive crap and they're just trying to catch your attention for 15 minutes while you buy some sort of knick-knack that's priced so high because of the uh, overhead involved in their rent not because it's actually useful for someone or something but anyways we go into this new building and it's it's fucking awesome the the musical was called Jersey Boys. I really like musicals. I know it, I shouldn't say things like that, but I really do. A lot of people are like, I don't like the musicals because there's like people just start singing. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> that's that's a full disclosure in the genre itself. Like you you I don't like action movies because Well, there's like action in them. When there's like documentaries about science, I'm really into it. Until they get like science, they they involve the science in it. I really like shoe stores, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel when I get to the shoes part of the store. It's like everybody. Is being so open about it. There's nothing you can say. So I I accept the fact that in a musical, there's going to be something called music. Anyways, Jersey Boys is like an amazing musical. It features they were swearing in the musical. They were saying "Go fuck yourself." They were saying, you know. If you're douche, go fuck yourself. They had a lot of awesome swear words. And the stage was very simple. So it wasn't really one of those, um, like, like, crazy for you musicals. Uh, who's the guy that wrote, uh, crazy for you? What was his name? Um, oh, shit, I forget. I forget, I forget. I was in a musical once, actually. Um crazy for you. I want to say like Selwyn Goldmeyer Welsh, but I don't, those are, those are just production companies for movies that aren't really accurately being named by me. Gershwin. Here we go. This so it features like these four poor guys from, um, New Jersey and they start writing those, those songs like, um, the girls don't, they don't cry. You know? And they get all famous, and then shit hits the fan, and they get back together, but then they don't in the end. But the, uh, the stage was very... It was put together in a, in a way that made the audience think. Um, they would show uh, old clips from TV shows of the bands playing from the 60s. Uh, but the actors on stage would be performing them at a different angle. So if you're watching from the TV perspective, you're the, the singer is facing the camera, okay? But so on the on the screen they're showing the the, the footage from the 1960s. But the actors are kind of perpendicular to the audience. So if you look at the actor, you see instead of like the singer looking at you from the camera perspective, you see the actor side of the face. The uh not a profile, I don't think. Ooh, somebody's super hot. So that was really interesting and but they were so well timed with the um the actors dancing on the stage with the actors 1960s footage that I was thinking Maybe it was, they were, the musical was using old cameras and syncing it up, like in real time with the, with the, the actors would be synced up in real time with the screen. So it just looks like it's old, but actually it's happening live. But then the screen showing the live original footage would switch to shots of the audience. That was originally taken from the 1960s or 40s or 30s, whenever it was. And so then you would be looking, as an audience member, looking at a screen of, a, of an audience from like 40 or 50 years ago, and then, but the actors on stage, they're in full colour, but the screen isn't black and white. I thought that was really, really interesting. Really dumb jokes. Like, uh, they, call, they call themselves the Four Season and The Four Seasons? Yeah, the Four Seasons. They call themselves the Four Seasons, because they were performing at a club called the Four Seasons, and they were hanging outside of the club thinking about what they should name themselves, and they look up at the sign hanging in front of the club, and it's called the Four Seasons sign, and one of the singers goes, it's a sign. You know? That's kind of dumb, but that's what you expect in cheesy-ass musicals. So anyways. This is like, set, so because this is set in the 40s or 50s or 60s whenever, everyone's just a, a racist and a sexist, and there's no black people, there's one, there's a token black guy, and he's the, he's the best singer, um, probably the best actor, but he's just such a bit part because hey, it's from the past, so we can be racist, right? We can be sexist, the women are only in the background, and they're just like, oh Frankie, what are you doing? You know? Is this about me or the music? Lady, it's about the music. Each and every time. Super cheesy. And then they would sing those really cheesy songs. Better cry. So then I'm thinking, you know, maybe these musicals exist. Like these these Nostalgic videos exist, these musicals or whatever it is these days, you know, um, Mad Men, you know, it's in the past so everyone can be a sexist asshole. I wonder if people are still sexist and racist, but they can't be, they can't be sexist and racist in front of other people. So they make these, um, shows or musicals where you can be sexist and racist and everyone just kind of shrugs their shoulders and go, yeah, there's, there's a token black guy, what are you gonna do? The other women are just sitting at home in their flowery dresses, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So who is the new, the new version? What is the new man? The new man cannot be manly so much, usually in musicals. Usually they're fags. The audience fucking loved this musical, though. And um, after every song, the, the, the hall was packed. There was like two to 5,000 people in the hall. Everyone would clap. And the actors, these Broadway... It was all in English. These are actors from Broadway that have been brought over to Shibuya to perform Broadway musicals as if it was on Broadway. It's, but it's in this bright, bright, brilliant new studio... Uh, because the... well, of course, the... the building has just been made. And so the actors are getting charged up. The audience is getting charged up. The charge is back to the actors. Everyone's fucking loving it. You can feel it in the room. My eyes are welling up. I'm crying like a bitch. And finally the end comes and all the actors do their monologues and the entire audience stands up pretty much at the same time for a standing ovation. And the clapping gets louder and louder and louder and the clapping eventually sinks up and everyone just starts yelling Encore! Encore! For like five minutes. And the... Um, the, the, the building people play like this message that in Japanese asks everyone to politely go home. They completely ignore it and then just scream, keep screaming, Encore, Encore, I'm screaming Encore. I feel like I'm going to burst into tears, like tears of just immense happiness that everybody, so many people got together and enjoyed the fuck out of something amazing. And then the building people, again, repeat the go-home message, but they do it louder. <laughs> Everyone gives a little chuckle, shrugs their shoulders, and just heads in a, heads for the door in a very irresponsible manner. Just gets in line and leaves. <laughs> you tell me once, I ignore it. You tell me twice, well, I just politely leave and laugh. Well, we tried, you know, we clapped and we tried. We screamed the words, but oh, well, maybe next time. Yeah, so that was amazing. That was really amazing. It's like being in a spaceship, though, at those new buildings sometimes. Like, all the corridors are glass-lined, and there's just a lot of silver. For some reason, it's really quiet, but when someone like drops a fork or something it just kind of thuds it doesn't ring out like it would in say like a swimming pool it has like this deadened softened um acoustic resonance to it it's bizarre but i thought it was cool and there's a great view uh because it's like on the fifth let's just say like the 25th floor of this brand new building and it overlooks um, all of the city around it. The other, the rest of the buildings aren't high enough, so you get this perspective of the, uh, of the city around you. I'm gonna take some more beer. It's so scary, these views, because Tokyo is not a city that's aligned like a grid. It's aligned like, um, people just followed where the cow walked. And that's how they paved the roads. Like every road was made by a cow. And that's how the city works. So you're standing up over the city and you're looking down at it. And you got like um, a train line running in one direction. And then there's like a pedestrian walkway crossing over top of the... Of the, of the train line going in another direction, not 90 degrees to each other, but like 35 degrees. And then there's like an, a highway that's running underneath the, both the train line and the expressway. And then there's like, an, and that's like at a different angle from the other two. And there's these other side roads that are kind of, I don't know, they look like they're swinging around like sidewinder tracks or something like that. You know, those desert snakes. Then you look off to the side and there's a station and there's like three or four different train lines running away from the station and, and, the, the, and people are, it's, it, and all the timing is perfect. So the trains are leaving on the minute, the traffic is flowing as it, as it was designed to, no one's getting hurt. There's like a construction guy standing out in the middle of this chaos on like this seven lane highway, standing in the middle waving a stick um like a glow stick and he's living no one hits him he is completely safe if it was anywhere else in the world people would hit that motherfucker on purpose and everyone would just go well why was he standing in the middle of the road waving a waving a fucking lightsaber imitation no not in tokyo and then you feel like well who made that happen who How did this organization come into play amid such chaos and it's just everybody accepts it. My friend once said he tried to figure out like the man who controls Tokyo, like there's some guy in a room pulling the levers, making all of the decisions and it took too much of his time. He had to give up. He had to give that up. Yeah, that was really fucking weird. then you just don't even want to think about it anymore, you're just like, well, I'm just gonna to check to see if this is recording. Yeah, it is. So that was my... Okay, so I'm with my girlfriend, and we're watching this beautiful musical, and we're enjoying this brand new building, and we're having a very responsible time. So we go to meet my brother, and of course we go to a bar. See how this works? Girlfriend, Chopin, musical, brother, Just alcohol, girlfriend, high class, cultural experiences, brother, drinking. (laughs) So there we go. So we go to a bar. It's called Good Faucets in Shibuya. And so this is the thing. Right now I'm drinking my Aoni for like two or three bucks or whatever. But you go into good faucets we went for happy hour so we, they have like some cheaper beers for like seven dollars or eight dollars so happy hours like a two dollars off so considering that a lot of the beers these days are running like thirteen dollars fourteen dollars for an american pint not a british pint american pint canada we call them sleeves um the the fact that i could have so i bought two beers and it cost me eighteen dollars I could have six or seven of these aonis, which are usually better anyways, and it would have cost me just the same. Why am I always worried about money? Um, So we went from there, and then we went to this um, meat restaurant in Roppongi. Normally I I hate Roppongi, but these days it's kind of being classed up a lot uh, due to the construction and maintenance of um, three museums that are kind of... There's the new, the Tokyo, the new National Museum of Art, and then there's in addition to that the Mori Art Center in Roppongi Hills, and then there is the is it the Sapporo? See, all these uh, major corporations in Japan own significant cultural um, artifacts, like the Bridgestone, the tire company. They have a museum in their headquarters office that you can go visit. It's near Tokyo Station, and they have like ancient Egyptian artifacts, like like those weird bird-headed people, statues, like nine feet, nine foot tall statues, and like ancient Greek uh, artifacts, like wine cups with the the god Dionysius um, printed on them. And so the same goes for Sapporo beer, which is just like this kind of cheap shitty beer, Uh, but they own, I think, um, like this vast collection of internationally significant art. So because of that, all of these classy people, like my girlfriend, go there, go to Rapongi these days, in the daytime at least, I'm pretty sure it's scuzzy at night. Those weird um, hostess rooms, uh, what you can't get to unless you have like the secret Illuminati password to it. Uh, but anyways, so there's this meat restaurant that I went to once, and they, uh, it's not like the type of meat restaurant I usually go to, which is like, just cook it up. And throw it on my plate, and I will devour it. They, they're they they very sophisticated about their, their meat. So we ordered, like, pork on the bone. We ordered, uh, like, a kind of Japanese-style beef. What was the other one? Oh, lamb. And, like, the lamb came, it was these, um, like, a lamb chop. But it was almost, it was, like, pretty much rare on the inside and just kind of um, glazed, I don't know how you would say it, but cooked on the outside, and you, we dipped it into this, um, uh, gravy sauce that had cubes of gorgonzola cheese in it, and so you would, uh, get all the, uh, the meat covered with this gravy, and then you would also kind of, you know, squeeze on a little bit of that gorgonzola cheese, fucking amazing, then you move on to the Japanese-style beef. And it's, again, pretty much red on the inside, but so juicy. You just touch your fork, and you can see moisture coming out of the meat. And that is served with, like, you know, pretentious sea salt. It's not salt that looks like sand. It's salt that looks like tiny pieces of glass. And um, what's that? And wasabi. So that's like, okay, so you have lamb, and you have meat, or sorry, beef, but they're both completely served differently and taste differently as as a result and then with the uh with the pork on the bone it was it was grilled all the way through but you uh dipped it into like this this mustard honey mustard type of sauce that probably has like hollandaise in it as well and so usually when i go to like a yakitori restaurant they just grill up all of the chicken and it's either you know sauce or salt, and you, either is fine, but here you I could still remember the difference between all you know, then they also have like this uh pasta they do and it's like um uh sea urchin it's like a they take sea urchin and they mix it with like butter and then they they pour it all over pasta it's like the sea urchin butter pasta, so it's deep and rich. you order a couple of gin tonics and a bottle of wine, and that kind of food will just. Just result in an excellent conversation. You have to crap it out once in a while. You have to crap it out. So uh, the previous day I had that uh, that weird ass cheese thing, and the next day I had that that awesome meat thing. And like it's just been so much of me drinking with my brother until we pass out. I'm not sure which day is which. That was my birthday, so I think we went back to Gamasu. I think we went to Gamasu like two or three times. Which is fairly irresponsible. And then eventually, like, hey, it's uh, me again. <laughs> it's a restaurant of, it's a population of, uh, you know, 12 million people. But uh, I'm going to go back to this same place again and again and again. And just get blitzed. What's next? All right. Meat restaurant. Next day we went to uh, Shimokitazawa which is like um my brother and I we went there to basically drink again. It it it's like an art kind of funky space where they have like um third wave coffee shops and you know little shops. We had uh, ramen. Tsukemen where you dip the ramen in at this one shop called Yasube, you get like this spicy miso ramen and they put, you can get like a topping where they put two uh, dumplings into it, two pork dumplings and I don't know, you you just dip your noodles in there and you pour like this fish, fish powder all over it with some fresh onions and then you go and have some beers. Is that it? That took all fucking day. That was a long one. And then just ended up back home watching those, uh, those comedy videos on YouTube, showed him some Doug Stanhope. I think my favorite Doug Stanhope, uh, is Deadbeat Hero. It's not a recent one, but it's one of the best, I think. Uh, He fucks around with the audience in, in really interesting ways for me. And we also watched some, uh, Joe Rogan, um, is that Colorado High, is that the one? That's a pretty good one too. They're not just being funny; they're they're writing, which is something I always look towards. Like when people say, "As a musician, who, who are you inspired by?" Uh, I don't usually say musicians. I usually say like writers that I think try to express their words in a in a way that other people don't. Whether their words, well, it could be words, express their art form in in, in particular ways that. Are, make me think differently when I listen to it, or watch it, or something like that. What, anything else? Hmm. Yeah, there's like another similar beer shop to Sam's in Shimokitazawa. And I found like an African pale ale there, and a year and a half ago I would have been so stoked, but just because I feel so... What, what is it? Not saturated, like the market is saturated, overwhelmed, overwhelmed with the individual particular choices that I just kind of have given up a little bit. So instead of that, we just bought some Aonis and walked around. Today, I went to um, Ebis to see my brother off and had a coffee this time. And there's, like, this um, really expensive restaurant in Nevis called Joel Rabchon. I can't remember his name or spell it correctly. But I had, like, this sausage roll. But instead of it just being, like, um, a sausage roll, it was, like, the sausage roll for the platinum buyers. It was, like, a sausage roll that... You know how sausages are rolled. It was half rolled. So half the sausage was exposed. And that meant that there was, like, still bread, um, like that was, had yet waited to be rolled, right? So the bread is kind of sticking out. You can imagine that, right? And the bread was really thin and crispy. And on the remaining area of the, of the bread that hadn't been rolled into it, they had like grilled zucchini and like a kima curry. I don't know what kima is. So it was like a, like a curry, like a meat curry Underneath a sausage with a whole bunch of like grilled zucchini Around this really weirdly wrapped sausage It's just fucking amazing And then I walked home from Shinjuku to Suginamiku It's a nine kilometer walk Nailed that bitch But now my knee hurts Like a motherfucker Alright I think that's it I might come back later you know what that sound is. I thought it was going to be a very fast suitcase, but it was a little girl on a skateboard. Hold on a second. Listen to this. We don't usually do the old uh, Twitter controversies on Got Fated Japan. I'm back actually. Hold on a second. Saoni number two. Alright. The old Twitter controversy. <clears throat> I usually... I try Twitter. You probably noticed that we don't really do much with Twitter. Like we got faded to Japan. I don't know if it... If we did, what would happen? I'm not sure. Would somebody hashtag it? I'm, I really don't know about how that that works. I've noticed that people have been hashtagging on um, Facebook. But I'm not sure if that does anything, or if it just makes the letters that you're hashtagging bigger. So that it looks like you're hashtagging, but really nothing's happening. I'm not sure... The faith, what kind of algorithms? Maybe the Facebook people are waiting for um, enough people to start hashtagging, then they'll create their separate algorithms um, that differentiate between Twitter trends and Facebook trends. And that's how they'll do their hashtags. Listen, so there was the uh, the women's final World Cup, was it World Cup? The women's final, you know, soccer football thing and i was hoping that japan and canada would get a chance to s- to play against each other because then i just get confused but the usa usa won and uh, things got immediately racist against japan and the revelry going back to the idea that people are racist and sexist But they can't usually express it, so that's why they make musicals like Jersey Boys, which was an amazing musical. But people could be sexist and racist in it, and have a token Negro guy. Right? Instead of having the most talented person (laughs) be the the main figure. I've had this idea for a while, where you write a screenplay, and you don't assign any of the sexes to the screenplay. So the main character, you, you, you just remove the idea of that p- person being a man or a woman, right? Because let's just say Iron Man was a woman. If it was, if it was Iron Woman, or just let's just call it Iron Iron Thing, it, it, it doesn't really matter if it's a man or a woman, because the person gets into a uniform and then changes into that superhero, whatever, right? If the Hulk was a was a woman, it wouldn't really matter. If if and if if Wonder Woman was a man, some some guy grows massive tits and has some sort of weird relationship with Zeus or something, that's fine too. That's his power. He has the power of tits. But what if he made a, wrote a screenplay and you didn't assign any genders to anything? And then you kind of randomly, once the screenplay was finished, or once you would say, like, okay, we got, for the lead act, the lead, two main roles, um, you just kind of randomly, someone would just, it would be like a coin toss, you would coin toss, and and if everything came up, man, then that's just the way it went, but I wonder... Yeah, because a lot of the times a lot of writers say I don't know how to write for women because I'm a man, or women are are saying you know men are just what if it what if you removed that argument from the equation and didn't assign any genders until it was all done? How about that? But anyways, so USA, USA, America, it's your birthday. You win at soccer beats Japan, and then people throw off the, the shroud of racism, and start lashing out. On Twitter, of course. And again, going back to Twitter, don't really think it's that important. I'm not sure. The idea of tweeting to me, I'm just starting to think about it. I wish it was called something different than tweeting. I really don't feel like I have the need to tweet posting like even though facebook is kind of stupid and dumb the idea of make posting that's fine like a post it you just post it but tweet is like i'm trying to sound like a bird and i know that it's like 147 characters and that like a small bird makes a small statement but who cares so going we have a twitter twitter controversy a twitontroversy. controversy uh contra twitter con twitter So, Japan loses to America. Big surprise. Actually, the Nadeshiko, which is like a traditional Japanese woman that they've labeled their team. A few years ago, there was a controversy. The last World Cup, the Nadeshiko were traveling in economy class or a cattle class on the airplane. While the men were traveling in like business class or first class or something like that. Even though the women's team is far higher on the ranks, on the rungs, than the men's team. But the men still get to sit ahead of the woman. Because this is Japan. Whereas a man is ahead of the woman. It is Karacha. It is karucha. Karacha. Culture. This is a culture. Culture. So let's hear, let's hear what some of the tweets from the Twitters. There's also the idea of twit, you fucking twit. What are you, some sort of twit? Pick up that rake off the lawn, you twit. You think I'm going to pick it up for you? You think that mess is gonna clean up itself? So that the idea of Twitter having like a bunch of this is it? We have the twits from Twitter being racist against the Japan. I heard these. Uh, the initial one was from a friend of mine, uh, not really a friend, and acquaintance. Oh, I was hammered with her twice. I was hammered. She was just politely talking to me, and I saw her a, a post on Facebook. She's like, "How could?" People be so mean when they're winning. I mean, really, this tweet. In the tweet, I can't remember, it was something like Boom, motherfucking Japs. First it's Nagasaki, then it's Hiroshima, and now it's the fucking world's women's soccer. Suck it, bitch. It's like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Holy fuck! Okay, it, it, from an American point of view, like if you're some like person who eats shrimp in Alabama, like Forrest Gump, or his token black friend did, um, the idea of making fun of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, because it's just like this event that happened before you were born, it's so long ago... Really, you're very unconnected to it, because maybe you're from Alabama and you're shrimping. So it's just like this cliche, like how we can joke about... Oh, what's another one? Uh, you made make Hitler jokes or something like that, right? It, not around Jews, but if the Jews aren't there, who fucking cares? That's the attitude that a lot of people have. That's the attitude everyone at least once has. And you feel bad about it because you went and said it. Because it wasn't 60 years ago when you could be a Jersey boy when it was right now when you're not supposed to be a fucking asshole. But then you tweet it out, and then some Japanese person reads it. And, like, the events of Nagasaki and and Hiroshima in Japan, like, it's not just about death. It's, like, about losing a war, about the emperor revealing himself as not a god. It changed the entire mentality of everyone who is Japanese. And in in Japan, they use the events of um, Nagasaki and... um, Nagasaki and... And Hiroshima is like a, a victimization of the war itself, right? So uh, a lot of people, a lot of Japanese people, ignore the aggression or libertarian, or li- how, what would you say, the freedom fighter efforts, depending on which side you are, that... So if you're one person, you're saying Japan's an aggressor. If you're another, you're saying Japan's a freedom fighter, right? But anyways, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of Japanese people around Asia with guns making other Asians do things in place of white people who made those Asians do other things. But the events of Nagasaki and Hiroshima are used to kind of, in large ways, like dismiss it. It's just like, no, someone figured out a way to split an atom and nuke hundreds of thousands of people and radiate entire cities. And now you're saying that women beating other women at soccer is round three of that. Boom, bitch. First it's Nagasaki, then it's Hiroshima, now it's women's soccer, you Japs. It's like, holy fuck. Jesus, you take that from Alabama from some shrimp lady Who maybe doesn't even know that Jap is a bad word. I mean you should you should know it is You should but Japanese people still say gaijin Little kids walk up to me every day and say gaijin, which means other person. You're not fucking from here You know, but if you say "gai kokujin," it's like you're a person who's from another country so Goes both ways but not quite like that. But anyways, here are some really racist tweets. So the so the the Americans win. Yay! Everyone's happy in America, and then they just they they throw off the shroud of racism. Here's some. Twi- I'm reading these upside down on my smartphone. Young Sea Boy says, "This is for Pearl Harbor," and it has 929 retweets. And 1,241 1, likes. Um, cocaine Cola says, Japanese soccer game right now is more like Hiroshima 2.0. Next, we got Kent Murphy. I feel really weird. I'm walking around my neighborhood screaming out racist tweets while looking at my iPhone upside down while drinking a locally sourced handcrafted beer. That's it. I was on my bucket list. Um, next we have... Oh, whoa, whoa, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, Japan. That one was for Pearl Harbor. USA. 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 That one has 256 retweets and 454 likes. Kent Murphy at Real Coach Kent has this one. Really weird thing to say. USA out here getting payback for Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, now I did that thing where I just touched my smartphone ever so gently and. Okay. (laughs) Go away, that. Allbran at Branson underscore long. All caps. So I'll I'll try to scream it out a little. Whoa! I've ended up. Oh no, I'm not. Japan hasn't taken two bombs like that from the U.S. since Hiroshima. Nagasaki. How much does this have? What do you guys think? How many retweets do you think it has? How many retweets? Three, two, one. Guess. How many likes? Three, two, one, guess. Well, if you said 115 retweets and 208 likes at the time of 9pm, Tokyo Standard, Japan Standard Time, Tuesday, July 7th, you would be absolutely correct. Gnarly Ned. And Gnarly Ned, at first glance at his Twitter handle, looks like he might be of a smarter realm of racism. Because he's spelling his name with the GN. Or maybe he's just being ironic. Oh, Jesus, I did that thing again. Stop it. How dare Japan try to tear us after our. That's too British, right? Let's see. He's like a total white nerdy kid, so I'll try to read him like a really racist black guy. Now, how dare Japan try to tear us after our Independence Day? This payback for Pull Harbor, motherfuckers. It's a bus, and he spelled motherfuckers a motherfucker with two D's, and that's how it got retweeted. That one has 173 retweets and 236 likes. The funny racist trademark has the least funny racism. USA just dropped more bombs on Hiroshima again, but he has 1,344 retweets, 1,000 so I can, I'm lucky if I get like three, three three likes or three, but then I'm like, well it's something weird it's something like totally unnecessary I don't know so that's those are some, uh, that's, some that's some racism there you know what? They should. They, they suck. They suck at ball. They, they ball suck. The final score was for four nothing for Zilcho. So not only did, did Japan score nothing, <laughs> they had to look at racist tweets the next day, <laughs> comparing the. the the winning of a match to the, the nuclefication and the and the total you know derailment of their historical narrative as a as an act of in a, in a very shameful manner. Wow! Now that's Twitter racism for you. Actually, I like, I find. Facebook to be very boring and dull, like, here's a picture of my flower. Not a very good one, I know, but I just wanted to share. And, you know, people like it, and they move on. Or there's a lot of, like, um, this cat does something, does 17 things, and then what they do next you will not believe, you know, distractify kind of bullshit but the twitter twitter feels like it's very aggressive. People are kind of attacking you. Like it feels like you're you got to be on your guard. Like you need a stick or something. When somebody comes at you, you're ready to fucking beat them back in the face and be like go fuck yourself. You're a wrong racist cunt. I don't know why I said that. But yeah. So be careful out there. Yeah, just because you win, it doesn't mean you get to sh- throw off your the shroud of racism, come out of the mist and attack like those weird fucking, that Michael Crane novel taken from that Islamic explorer, Ibn, when he went up to Norway, um fighters in the mist or something like that, when those Neanderthals would come out of the mist and attack all those Norwegians and and then had to talk to the elves and shit like that. (sighs) True story. True story. Alright. There we go. Racist Twitter from Japan, being targeted at Japan, celebrating America's birthday with a craft beer next to a Christian hospital. I'm gonna leave you guys there. I think that should be alright. If you guys want to send us any racist tweets, do it at at I Love Jesus. That's the Twitter handle. Send all your racism there. Until next time, just fade on and get me in. But seriously... Keep it real. When I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, Hail Ales, Pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya.
1: www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Yo, what's up, faders? Welcome to the second half of Got Fit of Japan, and I'm Johnny. As you probably know, Maddie B is uh, doing the A side of this podcast. He's got his brother in town. I'm sure he's talked all about that. Uh, yeah, so here I am. It's a Monday evening. I'm getting my fade on. It's Monday night. I'm getting my fade on. And that's how I do. <laughs> and what am I drinking tonight? I'm drinking. I'm drinking probably one of the most bizarre drinks ever. This one here is called the Strong Zero. So we got one number there, zero, and then it says Centauri minus minus one hundred and ninety six degrees centigrade. So that's another number, and then it, another. There's another number. It says eight percent alcohol. The third number. So we have zero, negative one nine six, and eight. And I'm thinking these is probably like coordinates. Like this is like this is like like a faded treasure map, right? This is like one of those. Um, what's it called, cash grab or something, or there's a geograb or some shit, some website, there are all these people that, like, look for things and shit, like, you can hide something and somebody can find something, well, anyway, it's something like that, like a, what's it called, a geograb, geotrack, I don't know, I had a coworker that was into that shit, but anyway, yeah, I, I think that's what this is, this is some kind of, like, a freemasonic so- free or a masonic, a freemason or a masonic kind of, like, like, riddle or something, so we got 0, 196, and 8. So I think if I follow these or coordinates, we'll probably find some buried treasure. We'll probably find a six-pack. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? If you're like, okay, we, we use our fucking iPhones and shit, and we find these coordinates, and we're like, oh my god, it's right next nice to Hachiko, and we got our shovels, and we're digging and shit in Shibuya and stuff, whatever. There's no grass in Shibuya. It'd probably be uh, Yogi Park or some shit, but we're digging Yoyogi Park, and all of a sudden, boom. Ugh, I can't make it. Like a... You hit like fucking like something hard or some shit. And you're like, whoa, fuck, what the fuck is that? You keep on digging a little bit and shit, and you're like, oh my god, this is either a coffin or a six pack. <laughs> so fucking that'd be pretty fucking sweet, dude. You know what? There's there should be one of those geo. What's, I I don't know what the fuck they're called. Geo snatch, geo grab, geo scratch geo something. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm I'm fucking against looking things up on my fucking iPhone. Whatever. I can't think of a name and shit. Which is like constantly, right? Because I'm not using my fucking brain. I'm not using my brain either when I get my fade on. But fucking... It's, it's it's absolutely ridiculous to fucking every two seconds fucking like be like, oh, what's that called? What's that name? Da, 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 da. Use my fucking iPhone and shit because it, it basically means my brain is, my brain's only function is to use my iPhone to fucking find answers to things that are pretty much pointless, right? Like fucking this geosnatch. That's what I'm going to call it is it geosnatch. So fucking, yeah. So there, there's, there should be like a geosnatch like kind of like subcategory and it's called find my fade. Find my fade. So it's basically like like faders all over the world in their neighborhoods, fucking like they, they hide a six pack because hiding one beer is just pointless, right? I mean, because you're gonna drink that beer in fucking one minute. You're like, yeah, drink it. You're like, oh, it's warm, but it's awesome. Ooh, so cool. Hey, get my fade on. But fucking, I think it'd be fucking awesome if everybody got together and they just started like hiding six packs all over their city. Like, we've got faders all over the place, dude. we got faders in Egypt. we got faders in South Africa. All over the states, all over Australia, all over fucking, uh, a few in Scotland. And you know who you are, kidding. And fucking, oh man, dude, I want to go on a fucking, oh dude, maybe I take a year off of doing nothing and fucking go all around the world and shit and find six packs that you guys are fucking hiding. That would be fucking sweet. I I don't have the money to do it. Maybe, maybe if like everybody in Michigan, I know there's a couple of guys in Michigan that are fucking listening to this podcast and shit. Maybe if all you guys fucking, like, like live there and sh- who live there, like, fucking buried six-packs and shit, so, like, when I fucking, like, go around Michigan, I can dig them up and stuff, and then I can drink the beer, and then I can go to, like, a party store, aka Conveni, aka Liquor Store, aka Convenience Store, <laughs> and fucking trade in those cans for fucking money and stuff, and then fucking, like, use that money for, like, gas and shit to fucking find other six-packs. I'll spend, like, like a whole fucking summer just going around finding six-packs, drinking six-packs, exchanging the cans for fucking money, and then fucking finding more six-packs. That would be the dream, dude. Living the dream! That's it. Although, I think, like, when you exchange your your cans and shit in Michigan, you only get ten cents. In in Ohio, it's five cents or Kentucky. Those cheap bastards. But anyway, yeah, that's one of the best things about Michigan. You can change exchange your cans for fucking money. And we used to do that when we we're fucking kids and shit. Oh god, yeah, go in the garage and shit and find all your dad's like like beer cans and stuff. Fucking go to the fucking liquor store and shit and buy bubble gum and stuff. Actually, we bought like top like uh, baseball cards and fucking garbage pail kids. I bought so many motherfucking garbage pail kids with fucking cans. And it's funny, it was just like currency. You're like a kid, you walk up, you got a bag of fucking like sticky, nasty fucking beer smelling like fucking cans. And you're like, here you go, I want these. And the guy's like, here you go. Yeah, man, that was fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Mm. So anyway, yeah, I'm drinking a Chew High. Actually, I got two Chew Highs. The strong is the uh, Strong Zero. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. It's great. And the thing is about the Strong Zero, I don't know, maybe maybe it's 8% alcohol, which is pretty high for this kind of a drink. But it says Strong Zero because it doesn't taste like alcohol. This is like... Okay, no, it kind of does. <laughs> I'm chugging it so fucking it's, uh, it doesn't taste like alcohol when you chug it, but it kind of does. It's kinda of cool. It's minty. No, no, no. It's limey. It's really limey. My my lips are all limey. Oh man. I've been smoking, I've been smoking my new pipe all day today. Which is so fucking awesome. I swear, faders, if you are ever interested in smoking a fucking pipe, if you're ever interested in fucking getting your pipe on, getting your tobacco on and shit, fucking, I would go to dagnerpipes.com. Dude, these guys are so fucking awesome, dude. Oh my god. I got this small little poker, right? It's like this this small little like pipe. It's not like one of those long Sherlock Holmes pipes. It's kind of like a really small one. Kind of like a Popeye pipe, but this one's really fucking badass and shit, dude. It's uh, it's I think it's called the um, the P3 poker. Oh, dude, it's so fucking awesome. I'm smoking some Northwoods tobacco and shit. It's great, dude. And um, yeah, dude, if you're interested in fucking smoking pipes and you should be because smoking pipes is fucking sweet, go to dagnerpipes.com. D a g n e r, dagner pipes. P i p e s dot com. Dude, these guys are fucking badass. They, they don't they don't support the show. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do, but they're they're not a sponsor or anything like that. But they're just it's like this father, this son, and then it's like the son's like like girlfriend and shit. It's like a company of three, man. And these guys, they, they travel all over the states and all over the world and shit, going to pipe shows and shit and representing. And they make some fucking badass pipes, dude. And they got all sorts of YouTube videos, which are pretty sweet too. They're so fucking awesome. So I bought a pipe from them, right? And they sent me fucking they sent me a fucking, me a fucking uh, what's this called a dog tag with their fucking logo on it. And their logo is pretty badass. It's a fucking it's like a skull that's got two pipes behind it, like the Jolly Rogers or some shit. Dude, it's fucking dope, dude. And then and then they sent like a little bit like a, like a tobacco sample or some shit, which I, I'm i not sure if that's probably a good thing to say on the internet. Is. But anyway, yeah, so they sent that. They sent some stickers, some magnets, and of course they sent a fucking tamper and the fucking pipe. And the pipe is so fucking cool. I'll, I'll put some photos or something on Instagram or some shit, but man, I fucking love it, dude. All they want to do is drink beer, get my fade on, it, and smoke my fucking pipe, dude. It's fucking sweet. But, alas, this is not about me and all the bullshit I'm doing. This is about the motherfucking news. So you just had a rant from Maddie B, and now it's time for me. Okay, so for all you first-time faders, um, yes, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend that you have a couple of beers. And if you're not having a couple of beers, you're probably driving. And if you're driving, do not drink. Don't do that. That's some asshole shit. All uh, right. Speaking of asshole shit, we got a lot of sh- we got a lot of fucked up news this time. Here we go. This story is a pretty interesting story. Mm. Mm. Fuck. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I got enough. I'm gonna fucking right before I read the news. I'm really gonna get my face. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna fucking chug this strong zero. It's halfway done, but I'm just gonna. I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna do it. Whatever. Cause I got another one right here. <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: Oh, man, that was awesome. Oh, there we go. One down and one to go. Get my feet on for the show. All right, here we go. All right, now I'm completely ready. All right, so Got Fit in Japan, episode 243. Oh, God. God, 243. Here we go. So this story takes place in Tokyo. Women flock to zoo. Okay, you know, women flock to zoo. They take their kids, they take their family. It's it's a good thing to do on like a Monday, you know. You know, the husband's at work and shit. You ain't got shit to do. So you go there. Unless. Women flock to zoo to see, quote, hunky, end quote, gorilla. Gorilla. They're going to see the gorilla. You know, this is pretty interesting. Here we go. Tokyo. A giant gorilla with brooding good looks and rippling muscles is causing a stir at a Japanese zoo. Most likely Ueno Zoo. With women flocking to check out the hunky pinup. Shabani. Shabani. An 18-year-old silverback who tips the scale at around 180 kilograms. 18 years old. So either that's that's completely illegal for like all these older women to go there, being like, oh man, look at this, look at this ape. This ape is hung like a horse. (laughs) So they're going there. Maybe it's completely illegal because he's like underage, or maybe maybe in ape years he's like fucking 60 years old, and maybe he's like an older man. He's like an older ape, you know. So like all the women are like, oh man, he's older, he's more mature, but he's still got those muscles. Kind of like, I guess, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the new, like, Terminator movie, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Uh, 18-year-old silverback who tips the scale at around 180 kilograms has become a stir attraction at the Higashi Yamazoo and, uh, where is this? Um, striking, smoldering poses, uh, the movie model in Zoolander would be proud of. God, just like all the articles, this one's written fucked up too. These zoos, I swear to God, they'll do anything for a dollar these days. I mean, because I mean, think about this, man. Yeah, the ape can be hung like a horse and fucking they can see because apes don't wear fucking like, like clothes and shit, dude. They're not like fucking like the Incredible Hulk and shit where they're all like muscles running around but the little middle part's got little shorts on and shit like that. No, this guy's running around and shit. His fucking dick is like flopping in the wind like this. Oh, man, these chicks are fucking just going. They're just cream pieing just watching this ape, dude. Oh, man, that's insane. <clears throat> quote, He often rests his chin on his hands and looks intently at you. End quote. Zoo spokesman Takayuki Ishikawa told AFP on Friday. Quote, He's more buff than most gorillas, and he's at his peak physically. We've seen a rise in the number of female visitors. Women say he's very good-looking, end quote. Uh, Shabani. Shabani. Is that Italian? Maybe that's Japanese. Shabani. Shabani. Maybe it's Italian. Shabani. Hey, Shabani. Fungule. k basket No, no, no. You shouldn't say that to a gorilla, because gorillas are fucking dangerous. Holy shit. Gorillas are fucking dangerous. Dude, remember like what three years ago and shit? There's that one woman and shit. She called nine one one because she had a gorilla and stuff. Like well, I don't know if it's the same kind of gorilla, but she had like a fucking gorilla. I think it was a chimpanzee or some shit. <sighs> oh, dude, this shit is kicking in. She had a chimpanzee and shit, and fucking, she told the chimpanzee like Bobo or something. She goes, "Sit, Bobo, sit." And Bobo got pissed off and went over it and ripped her friend's face off and shit, and started like biting at the the, the arms off or some shit like that. Like fucking gorillas are nothing you want to fuck with. I don't care how sexy they are, dude. I don't care how big their dick is and shit. Stay the fuck away from the zoo, dude. Oh man, because I mean, this guy, oh, dude, this guy would be like the ultimate uh, was it, date rapist and shit. Oh god, wouldn't that be fucked up? Then that's that's just bad. That's just bad. Even saying that's bad. I apologize, kind of. Don't I don't I don't apologize. Anyway. Shabani, who's been at the zoo since 2007, shot to fame after being made the campaign model for the zoo's spring festival earlier this year. Ishikawa said, adding that the apes' parental skills are also a big hit with the women. Quote, he's a father and he is always protective and looks over his children. End quote. And what if he's a single father? He said, zoo goers think his kindness is attractive too. Okay, so, all right. All you faders out there that are dudes, listen. All you got to do is be buff. You got to be. You got to have some kids. <laughs> you got to be unmarried, and you got to look like a gorilla. So that fits. Like I don't know how many of you have, uh, of you out there that that fits and shit. But if fucking if you got that going for you, man, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You got You, you can come to Japan and be king pimp. <laughs> oh man, here we go. A recent furry of tweets has made Shimbashi a national celebrity with Japan's broadcast uh, NHK and NTV featuring the gorilla on popular shows. Quote, He will look you in the eye and sometimes if you're taking photos, it will look like he's posing for you like a model. End quote. Well, there you go. So, it, dude, it if you got nothing going for you, if you're like a girl on here and you're just like, man, guys, just don't do it for me. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried all those sites. I've tried that grinder site. I've tried that that love, what's it called? Uh, Match.com, Cupid dating thing or whatever. I've tried all that shit, and it just does not work for me. (sighs) I'm going interspecies on this bitch. Hell yeah. So fucking get your ass down to the zoo and shit. And if you're going to go down there and stuff and uh, hang on with this gorilla, definitely go to our sponsors first. Get your fan on before you show up. Oh, man. I'm sure the ape's like a six-pack. Okay, so that's on a good note. So that's kind of a fun story. So let's see if we got anything else. Ooh, okay. So, all right. So basically, we're starting off on a good note, and we're just going downhill. We're going downhill. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. I'm just going to read these in order. I don't have them numbered or anything. I'm from date. So this is June 28th. Here we go, June 30th. And it's just getting worse. Man arrested for slashing his mother with kitchen knife. Once again, it's a kitchen knife. Oh, God. You know what? I think half the knife crimes out here are from kitchen knives and the other half are Rambo knives. So all you got to do is just get rid of all your kitchen knives. No more knives. No more knifing. How do you cut things? Sporks. They got to make sporks sharper. So you can get a, use a spork, which is like a, a spoon and a fork. Maybe have it kind of like like a jagged at one end or something and then... Then it's kind of like a knife, and then you got a knife. Okay, alright, well fuck, dude. We're we're screwed, we're screwed. There's no way we're gonna get rid of any of these fucking knives. Knives! I apologize. Here we go. Man arrested for slashing his mother with kitchen knife! June 30th, Tokyo. Once again, Tokyo. This is kind of a Osaka story. Wait, hold on, let me just hit this. Mmm. Oh boy. Mmm. Oh god. Ugh. This one's bitter. Okay. Tokyo. Police have arrested an unemployed 42-year-old man on suspicion of attempted murder after he slashes his mother with a kitchen knife after their uh, at their apartment in Tokyo's Adachi Ward. Oh god damn it. Of course he's 42 years old and of course he's unemployed. Okay, guess where he lives. Guess where he lives. Yep, you got it, with his mom. Of course, this guy lives with his fucking mom. He's 42 years old, and he's unemployed. Which basically means he's a professional Nintendo player. I'm sure he rocks fucking Mario's cock like a motherfucker, dude. This guy is probably awesome on the fucking old school NES. Fucking rocking the A's and B's, A's and B's, and A's and B's. But this guy's too much of a loser. He does not play Contra. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, B, A, B, no, A B A B. Select start. Fuck. Oh, yeah, I used to know Contra. God damn it. Alright, that's it. I'm going to buy a fucking NES and get my fucking... I'm going to fucking be one of these losers too. These guys have all the fun. Except for this guy. He's going to have all the fun in jail by himself. In solitary confinement. Okay. Once again, police have arrested an unemployed 42-year-old man. A suspicion of attempted murder after he slashed his mother with a kitchen knife at their apartment in Tokyo's Adachi Ward. According to police, the suspect, Takahiro Miki, attacked his 74-year-old mother. Jesus Christ, 74-year-old. He's attacking. This guy is a fucking piece of shit, dude. I swear to God, 74-year-old little old mother. Oh, God, this is is fucking horrible. 74, oh, God, dude. She, she She should not be fucking living with this fucking loser. Seventy four year old mother, as she was preparing to go to work on the morning of June twenty sixth, Fuji T V reported that Mickey slashed his mother's neck with a kitchen knife with a sixteen centimeter blade. That's a size of my d No, it's definitely my, my my cock is definitely not that big. I take that back. That's that's a complete lie. The story is true, but that that was a lie, yes, it's 16 centimeter blade is pretty big it says it's the size of like well I don't know how big that is I don't know centimeters maybe the size of like uh, 40 or something police said the woman is in stable condition in a hospital according to Mickey two days before the incident his mother told him I didn't no no his mother told him quote I don't know how long I will be well enough to work so I need you to get a job as well end quote fucking shit god I hate this guy I've met people like this, actually. These guys are complete fucking parasite losers. Jesus Christ. 42 years old, pissed at his mom. He's so pissed because two days before, his mother said, Dude, I've been supporting you for 42 years. I'm 72. I was supposed to retire 12 fucking years ago. In fact, I don't think I was really supposed to work in the first place. But uh, yeah, you should probably get a job because I'm not sure how long I'm going to live to support your fucking ass playing fucking Mario, you motherfucker. Dude, oh my god, this guy is such a piece of shit. Uh Uh-oh, phone call. Well, I'm just going to have to say uh, no answer. Okay, I'm so pissed off I can't answer this goddamn phone. could be anybody. Police said the woman is in stable condition in a hospital. According to Mickey, two days before the incident, his mother told him, quote, I don't know how long I will be able to work. No, I don't know how long I will be well enough to work. So I need you to get a job as well. End quote. He said he quarreled with his mother after she told him to get a job. Police identified as soon as contact Oh, shit. No, that's the end of the story. Man, that is fucked up, dude. This is pretty fucked up. I I can't believe that. Who do you blame? Who do you do you blame the mom for fucking babying this son her whole fucking life? And 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 of course he's gonna freak out. Forty two years fucking just living the good life, playing pachinko, playing Mario, jerking off to fucking porno and shit all day long on your fucking high speed computer and shit, dude. This guy does not leave, need to leave the house, and he probably doesn't and shit, right? A lot of people here in Japan say, well, you know, maybe maybe he's just, you know, lonely or maybe he has mental issues. No, fuck that, dude. It, dude, th- this was not a problem or an issue when I was a kid. There was never fucking like a thing where like fucking like, like people were living with their parents and shit until they're fucking 50 years old and stuff because they had, quote, quote, problems in society or problems meeting people. They're shy, this or that or some shit. No fucking way, dude. Listen, Dude, listen, if you got kids and shit and you realize that your kids are having problems fucking like, uh, I don't know, making friends and shit, this is what you do. Fucking two words, fucking football or fucking baseball. Fucking get them into fucking sports, dude, and just fucking have them play fucking as many sports as possible. Dude, yeah, dude, people are shy, dude. I'm fucking shy too when I'm not drinking. Dude, I do not want to talk to people at parties half the time and shit. I'm sitting at a party, I'm just like, oh God, if I'm if I'm with my crew, I'm fucking cool, Right? But if I'm at a party where, like, fucking there's nobody there and shit, I gotta get my fade on before I can fucking get the courage to talk to people and shit. But fucking I do it, you know? Fucking you gotta be social and shit. You gotta get out there and do shit, dude. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're fucking kind of, like, shy and stuff and you're stuck in your home or something like that, that's cool. But if you're living off your parents and shit like that and stuff and just fucking, like, your mom's seventy fucking two years old, she's saying, Son, son, I've been working at the gas station my whole life, uh, I, I don't know how much longer I can pump gas, or oh, son, you might have to get a job. She probably did not sound like that at all. But, but fucking if she said that and shit, the son's like, well, fuck you, bitch, I'm gonna chop off your head. And he fucking pulls on a fucking, like a, a fucking fruit knife or some shit, trying to cut off her head. Dude, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Then again, you know what's gonna happen to this guy? This is the sad fucking part. He's going to go to prison. He's going to be there by himself where people are fucking there taking care of him. So this guy's going to spend his whole fucking life with people taking care of him. That or his mother's not going to press charges and then fucking she's going to go back to work and he's going to go back to his room and fucking life's going to go on and fucking who knows what's going to happen when she passes away and shit, dude. Oh my God. And she, this is another crazy thing. She was only trying to help him. She's like, listen, all my money's gone to you. My whole life's gone to you. And and now it's time for you to get a job. You're 42 years old. I don't give a fuck if it's a paper route. Just do something to support yourself. And this guy flips. This guy goes berserker. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. You know what? You no. Know, I, 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 I think jail is too fucking good. This guy, oh, dude, no, okay, he goes to jail, but in jail, he's got to do all the cooking for all the people there, like all the other, like, rapists and fucking murderers and shit. This guy's got to do all the cooking, and then after the cooking, know what this motherfucker's got to do? He's got to do all the cleaning, dude. He's going to be fucking dishwashing Sam, dude. He's going to be dishwashing all the dishes and shit like that because that's what this guy deserves. He deserves to fucking go to jail, throw away the key, (coughs) and fucking work his fucking ass off. And if he doesn't work hard and shit, dude, I think fucking like the, the, some of the rapists in there should have their way with him. Although that doesn't happen in Japan, but fucking, but fucking, there you go. <laughs> anyway, fuck this guy. So that's story number five, number four. Here we go, number three. Ah, number three is pretty fucked up, but it's got a good ending. <clears throat> Man arrested for kidnapping 11-year-old girl in Nara. Holy shit. 11-year-old kid. Oh, this is so fucked up. Oh, God. In the country where everything is safe, I don't know. This is pretty fucked up. Here we go. Inara. Police say Sunday night they've arrested an unemployed, once again, an unemployed guy. I bet this guy's living with his fucking parents. I bet this guy is the younger brother of the first guy. This piece of shit. Police said Sunday night they've arrested an unemployed 26-year-old man on suspicion of kidnapping an 11-year-old girl who disappeared from a recycled goods shop center in Kishabia, uh, Nara Prefecture, on Saturday afternoon. Police said the Kotone Morita... Oh... Police said that Kotone Morita was found with her wrist bound... I can't believe they said her fucking name. Usually they they fucking hide this shit. Kotone Morita was found with her wrist bound in the car of Masuri Ito in the town of Yamato Takara at around 9 p.m. Sunday, about 10 kilometers from the store where she was last seen Fuji TV. It's always close. It's always close. Police said she was shaken but unharmed. Thank God. But by shaken, dude, she's probably traumatized for fucking a long time, dude. According to police, the girl had gone with her parents and elder sister to a recycled goods store on Saturday afternoon at around 1.50 p.m. She told her parents she was going to the toilet. The store has a south wing and a north wing separated by a road. Katone left the north wing to go to the toilet in the south wing. Katone's parents came looking for when she didn't return and found her right sandal in the toilet. Oh, God, dude. Could you imagine the fucking horror? And when I say horror, it's like scary horror, right? Could you imagine the fucking, like, like the, the shock, that the, oh, my God, of finding just the sandal in the fucking toilet? Dude, I would go berserker, dude. I Dude, I would freak the fuck out, dude. Oh, man. I don't know what the fuck I would, I would go, I, I don't know, I don't know. Dude, I, my heart goes on to these fucking parents, dude. Oh, shit. Police quoted the uh, quoted a store employee as saying he heard a scream coming from a near toilet at around 2 p.m. See, that's one thing that I don't like about large cities. You know, large cities. You know, it could be anywhere. It could be like London. It could be New York. It could be Los Angeles. In 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 Las Vegas, probably this happens all the time. But fuck it, especially in the valley. But uh, the thing is, like, you hear a scream, especially a kid scream and stuff like that. The scream, like, ah. Dude, you stop what you're fucking doing and you be a fucking hero, man. You fucking, you're like, all right, it's on. And you fucking, you go and you fucking find out what's going on and shit. Especially if it's a kid or a girl and shit, dude. Even if you go there and you see like like a, like a parent spanking them. Like if you go and you see a parent spanking a fucking little kid, you're like, well, kid probably had it coming. <laughs> kid probably did some bad shit. And then fucking that's that, right? But fucking, like, I mean, if you see, like, a kid screaming and some fucking, like, like, a 10-year-old kid screaming and a fucking 26-year-old guy fucking, like, strangling her and pulling her into a car, you fucking run up to there and you fucking, you you stop that car. I don't know how the fuck you do it, but you fucking stop that car. You, you put your fist through the fucking front window, you grab that motherfucker by the throat, and you pull him through the front window and you put him in front of the car, you get into the car... And, and and fucking you do what does comes naturally. I don't know what it is for you, for some people it's go, for some people it's stop. I'm not telling you what to do after that, but I'm just saying fucking you do what you do what's fucking right and shit when you hear a fucking kid scream or a girl scream and shit, dude. That's what you do. Man up. Don't be a pussy. I fucking blame this piece of shit working at the fucking store, the recycling store. No, you know what? This motherfucker deserves to work at a fucking two-bit recycling store and shit, selling fucking recycled socks and condoms and shit. Fucking be like, well, I heard a kid scream. Sounded like she was going to die. I-, I figured it was time to go uh, take a coffee break. Now, fuck this guy. And fuck the guy that fucking kidnapped her, too. Fuck that guy. Oh, dude. Oh, you guys are getting it good. I'm just full of rage. It's fucking Monday and shit, dude. After the weekend, fucking, I'm just like... Roo! I've got my Hulk on, dude. Oh shit, Johnny's pissed. Here we go. Police quoted the store employee. The okay, let, let me rephrase this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit this. God damn it! I gotta answer this goddamn phone. Hold on, is gonna take a second. Oh man, you know, ugh. being married is awesome. You've got your ups and you've got your downs. But one thing is cool when you're married and your wife calls you up and she's like. What you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing the show. She goes, oh, do I need to bring beer? And I'm like, oh, yeah, come home and bring beer. Yes, come home and bring beer. Yes, faders, Listen, I'm going to tell you a secret. All right. If you're thinking about getting married, make sure you're living with the girl for at least one or two years. Okay? After you live together for one or two years, getting married is pretty cool, right? It's no big deal. And also, before you get married... Tell your wife this. God, dude, this drink's awesome. Say, listen, I'm who I am and I'm never going to change. I'm going to get my fade on. I'm going to go on with my friends. I'm going to come back completely fucked up. And if my pants are on backwards and they smell like urine, hey, that's just how I'm rolling. And that's how I've rolled and I'm not going to change. And if if your wife's like, you know what, or if you're uh, your fiancé or potential wife or whatever – if she's like, or he, whatever, it's a dude, whatever. I don't know what you're into, but that's cool. If it's like, hey man, I'm cool with that, then you know you got something special. And then once they're cool with that and shit, and they're cool with you drinking all the time and stuff, they're like, hey, they'll call you up and shit. they're like, listen, I just finished work. Dude, I'm coming home. Do you want me to bring home some beer? you are like, yes, yes, please. That'd be awesome. And so fucking, yeah. That, so that's the call. I got a fucking two calls and shit. And she fucking just wanted to ask if I need a beer. Isn't that fucking sweet? That's fucking awesome. So, faders, that's what you got to do is you got to fucking find somebody who calls you up and asks you if you need beer. Oh, man. Jeez, I wish everybody was like that. I wish everybody that called me was like that. Like, like when I worked at the sushi plant... Usually I had this fucking piece of shit boss that used to call me up would be like, hey, did you fill out your fucking forms yesterday? And I'd be like, oh, God, no, I didn't fill out the forms. I forgot. And then, oh, well, you know how important these fucking forms are, But You know what? Instead of doing that, if I had a boss that fucking called me up like, hey, are you working tomorrow? And I'd be like, uh, yeah. Well, I'm bringing in the six-pack. Dude, that would be awesome. So I wish everybody that called me fucking like like called me just to say, hey, I'm calling because I think you need a beer. Shit, dude, maybe oh fuck, dude. Maybe fade it forward. Maybe I should do that. I, I gotta practice what I preach. So I, I think like the next person I call, I don't know. Alright, this is who I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do. The next person I call, now I don't know who I'm gonna call. I don't know who or why or when or what I, I don't know. But the next person that I need to call for one reason or another, I'm gonna ask them if they want a beer. And you know what? I'm gonna be fucking cool that i gonna be like, like, for example, like, uh, maybe it's my dad. Who knows? Like, hey, dad, how, how's life in Mexico? He's like, buenos dias. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Hey, by the way, do you want a beer? And you'd be like, yeah. So the next time I see my dad, I'm going to have a fucking beer. Or it could be anybody. It could be anybody. It could be, I-, I have no idea who it is, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fade it forward. Fade it forward. That's it. Oh, shit, dude. Fucking, I love this. This is fucking great. God damn. This just fucking Chua is awesome, too. Mm. What you don't know is that I killed the Chuhai before that one, and now I'm drinking another one, <laughs> and I got beer being delivered. Fucking life is beautiful for Monday. I usually hate fucking Mondays. Okay, so here we go. Oh, this fucking story. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now I'm pissed off again. Life was so great for fucking 15 minutes. Now it's pieces. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay, uh, let's see. Cotone's parents came looking for her when she didn't return and found her right sandal in the toilet. Police quoted a store employee as saying he heard a scream coming from a near toilet at around 2 p.m. This motherfucker. I blame this fucking guy. This guy should be held a bit responsible, dude. On Sunday, police handed out flyers to pedestrians and motorists passing by the store, which is located about 700 meters ...from Shizumi Station on the JR Wakayama line. It would not said they saw a navy blue colored car parked nearby... ...which left shortly after Katone disappeared. That information led police to Ito's car. Police said Ito had kept Katone confined in the back seat of his car overnight Saturday. So basically she was kidnapped for about uh, 24 hours... She was bound and gagged in the backseat of this guy's car, probably because he lived with the fucking mother the piece of shit and he couldn't bring her in, which is a good thing because I guess she's not molested. So, all right. All right. We talk a lot of shit about the cops, dude, because sometimes the cops do some pretty fucked up shit here, right? And fucking when that happens, we got to fucking give them shit, right? Because fucking dude, if you do something bad, dude, if you if you fuck up, dude, you're going to wind up on the show and we're going to talk shit because that's what we motherfucking do. I got fit in Japan when we read the news. But in this case, okay, in this case, I got to say hats off to the police. That is pretty fucking cool that the police did their job. They're, fucking, they're in fucking, they They had nothing. They, they didn't have any video footage or anything and shit. All they had was fucking flyers. So they're out there. They're on the streets. They're fucking passing on flyers and shit. They get information about a fucking car. They fucking find the car and stuff. They find the girl. They save the girl. Thank God and shit. So, dude, I'm saying, dude, okay, cool. The, the, the cops in Nara are fucking awesome. They did an amazing job with with fucking they had nothing they had no video footage they had no they had no witnesses the one witness that the one potential witness was a piece of shit that was working at a recycled store that heard a fucking scream and just decided to fucking smoke a cigarette and fucking jerk off to fucking porno and shit and probably in the adjacent bathroom this piece of shit, but the cops did a great job, and I'm saying I fucking got fit in Japan. we salute you, the cops and Nara for fucking finding this girl. that's fucking awesome all right. Hopefully, we're going to go on a happy note. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we're going from bad to worse. Here we go. This this is like a fucking train wreck. That's It's just, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And actually, that's, that's a, uh, a foreshadowing of a story later. Oh, God. So, okay, here we go. <clears throat> this story takes place in Yamanashi. Man held for abandoning body of woman he met on suicide site. Kind of reminds me of that that Gravedigger song, Suicide, it's a suicide, suicide, it's a suicide. Dude, I swear to God, dude, the 90s had the best fucking hip-hop. I don't give a fuck about any of the hip-hop that's happening now. <laughs> I tried to fucking get into it, man. I tried to get into it, man. I mean, fucking Rick Ross with Every Day I'm Hustling, Every Day I'm Hustling. Okay, that's the story of my life. And that, that the one track is cool. Actually, that whole song sucks, except for that one line. He's got one line that's awesome out of everything he's ever fucking done. Fuck that guy. But fucking hip-hop in the 90s? Dude, we were fucking spoiled. We were so spoiled. See, my only regret in the 90s is not going to more fucking hip-hop shows and shit, dude. Fucking... Ugh. Dude, Diggable Planets, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang, fucking Gravediggers. Oh, dude, Suicide... This track was fucking sweet. Naughty by Nature. Try. Oh, God, there's so much good shit, dude. Fucking NWA, dude. Fucking NWA. Ice Cube, Eazy-E and shit. Fucking, Ah uh, man, even MC Ren and shit and Black Moon and stuff. A lot of their solo shit was pretty fucking sweet, dude. Oh, man, but the 90s, we were just so spoiled. What the fuck? Had- oh, I know what happened. Money happened. All these record companies are like, listen, we'll give all these people in the ghetto tons of money and shit for them to make songs that we wrote for them. Yeah, that's probably what happens, and that's, that's why it all sucks now. But anyway, yeah, the fucking suicide track by the Gravediggers. Oh, man. That fucking bass line was fucking sweet, dude. Fucking turn everything down except for that bass line. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, God. You guys remember fucking. All you guys are about, like, me, my age and shit, remember having a car that cost $500 and having a sound system that costs $600 inside that car. Oh, man, that was fucking dope, dude. Fucking, your subwoofer kicks so fucking hard that your fucking windshield would fucking vibrate. You know those guys. Fucking, maybe you were them. Maybe you saw me and shit, but fucking, that was fucking sweet, dude. Oh, dude, gravedigger, suicide, great track. Here we go. Speaking of suicide, man held for abandoning body of woman he met on a suicide site. Yamanashi. Great place. Very good place. Police in Yamanashi Prefecture said Friday that a forty one year old man arrested on charges of abandoning a body of a woman in her twenties in a forest. Met the woman through a suicide. It's a suicide, suicide. It's a suicide, suicide website. <clears throat> According to I've never been to a suicide website. I never had the. I never really wanted to. I wonder what they look like. I wonder if they got like graphics of like 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 fucking like nooses or some shit and fucking bullets and pistols and knives and fucking shit. Or maybe do you think it's like like really like like soft and nice and cute? and They got flowers and shit. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, according to police, uh, familiar with the case, the woman who lived in Fukui Prefecture had implied having a death wish to her family and friends, and it is most likely that she met the suspect, Akinori Yonada, through a website where police said, with people with suicidal thoughts gathered and communicated with each other. Fuji TV quoted police as saying, dude, how can you tell if somebody's really suicidal these days? Emo music is so fucking popular. Mmm. Oh, God, I love this drink. And if you go, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. If you go to fucking Hedajuku on fucking Sunday, you'll see fucking like maybe like 50 to 100 kids with white painted faces, with black eyeliner, wearing all black and shit, top hats, bow ties. Fucking really, I don't know if it's gothic or emo. I can't really tell the difference anymore. But fucking, there's tons of people like that and shit. And fucking like, you know, if I have a kid, if I have a kid, I'm going to let my kid do whatever the fuck he or she wants. Whatever they want. If if they want to be emo, I'm like, dude, that's fucking cool. If they want to be a punk rocker, I'm like, dude, that's fucking cool. Whatever they want to do, I'm pretty much cool with. Because I was a fucked up kid my whole life and shit, dude. Surprise. So fucking like, I would let them do whatever they want. And, and fucking whatever happens, happens. It's their fucking life, you know? So if they fucking show up and shipping all emo, being like like fucking, what was it? Uh, Beetlejuice? Like that fucking chicken Beetlejuice? Renata Ryder or whatever? Being like, life is dark. Breath is cold. Sight is narrow. Let's get your fade on and fucking make sure... It's, I don't know, fucking... I don't know, I can't fucking rhyme anymore. I'm too fucked up. But fucking... Dude, if they're like that, I'd be like, well... At least she knows how to read. <laughs> At least she's writing. <laughs> if she has a will, I don't want anything left to me, but whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'm going to let them do whatever they want. So, fucking, you can never really tell these days, right? Unless unless she looked really normal. She looked really, really, really normal. Like, if she looked like fucking, like, the girl next door, you know, wearing, like, some kind of, like, I don't know, Uniqlo beige dress, and she had, like, kind of, like, Maybe like amber hair and shit and just wore like normal, you know, like a completely normal person. She's got like fucking like a Louis Vuitton fake bag or whatever and shit. She works at Seven Eleven at night. I don't know. She fucking goes to school during the day. If she does something like that or whatever and then she's talking about suicide, then you got to kind of wonder. Because it's usually the normal people that are the most fucked up. You know what I'm saying? The people that fucking have mohawks and shit have more of a, gris, a grasp of on life and shit. They, they definitely know more about what's going on than fucking like the average dude and shit. Then again, what the fuck do I know? (laughs) Here we go. Moving forward. Uh, Fuki Prefecture had implied having death wish to her family and friends and is most likely that she met the suspect Akinori Yonada through a website where people with suicidal thoughts gathered and communicated with each other Fuji TV quoted police as saying, "The body of the woman who is believed to have committed suicide was found on March 30th by a suicide quote suicide patrol end quote in Aokikawa Forest near Mount Fuji. It is well known. Uh, uh, it's a well known suicide destination referred by referred to by locals as uh, Jukai, which means Sea of Trees." Or suicide forest. Yeah, I've I've seen the suicide forest. I've driven past it and shit. It's a really, really, really dense. It's like a rainforest, but it's not a rainforest. It's like a really dense uh, forest that goes on forever and shit. And originally, people used to die there because they used to get lost there. Like people going to Mount Fuji, like back in the day, like a hundred years ago, they get lost and shit, and they just die. They starve to death or something, or fucking like whether it could become like extremely cold or something, and they just die, right? So, like, fucking people used to just naturally die in this... Oh, I don't know if it's natural, but fucking... Anyway, they would die in this fucking forest, right? And then it got to the point where people went there to die and shit. And I think Vice did a fucking story on this and shit. But, fucking, if you do come to Japan and stuff and you want to see a lot of, like, fucking... I I think they find cars there, like... It's not every week, but maybe at least once or twice a month. There'll just be an abandoned car on the side of the road near the forest and shit. And it's just somebody that went into the forest... They go in really deep and they hang themselves or fucking they drink poison or they do some shit and stuff. And, um, yeah, if you walk in there long enough, you'll definitely find bones and stuff. I don't recommend it and shit. It's actually really fucked up and morbid and stuff. Um, Yeah, but, yeah, so fucking, yeah, Suicide Forest, it's a real thing here in Japan. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) You thought this place was full of Gundam and Pikachu dolls? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see, Yonata, a resident of Tokyo, was also suicidal and was prescribed tranquilizers by his doctor at a hospital. You can be prescribed tranquilizers if you're fucking suicidal. Like you're so suicidal that you fucking take a tranquilizer and you fall asleep and wake up and when you feel better. That's fucking crazy. I didn't know that was fucking happening. Police identified as Yonata as a suspect from the woman's contact list, but he has denied the charge of abandonment of the corpse. Oh, shit. I get it. So basically, this guy, he he makes contact with this girl, right? And she's like, she wants to commit suicide. He's like, I want to commit suicide. They go to the forest and shit, and they both have like maybe like a, maybe they have an overdose amount of like uh, tranquilizers or they have some kind of like fucking like like some kind of drug or something or whatever. And fucking anyway, he's like, you take yours and I'll take mine. And she's like, nah uh, you take yours and I'll take mine. He's like, nah uh, let's do it together. And they're like, one, two, three, say no. And she falls over and he's like, Oh shit. And then he fucking runs away and shit, and he's like, Oh my god, I had no idea and fucking basically yeah. He he escapes and shit, but he goes to jail. I don't know how he could go to jail, though. I mean, could that be some kind of attempt of murder or persuasion to murder? Because, I mean, if you kill yourself, you try to kill yourself, it's illegal because it's, like, attempt of murder on yourself. But if somebody kind of, like, provokes you to do it, like, fucking, like, how bullies are going to jail and shit for provoking people to, like, kill themselves, could they go to jail? Could this guy go to jail? I don't know. This is, this is actually an interesting story. Mm. Sounds like my beer arrived. How awesome is that? Hello, konnichiwa. Oh, you're not gonna talk? You're not, you're not gonna say anything? Did you buy me beer? Oh, you gave me the nod, that's awesome. How many beers, two beers, three beers, four beers? Three, no shit, awesome, that's pretty sweet. That is awesome, beer delivery. And that is pretty awesome, too. Oh, holy fuck, that is pretty fucking sweet. You got your nails done. Looks like New York. That looks like Detroit. Oh, man. Your left hand... She got her nails done. The left hand looks like New York. The right hand looks like Detroit. I'm sorry. My hometown is a piece of shit. (laughs) No. It's good. Okay. Here we go, faders. The last story of the night. And this story is big news. Actually, this story is huge news. You've probably heard about this. Um, I saved this one for last. This story is so fucked up and so sad and fucking... It is just... It's complete bullshit. Here we go. Woman killed in bullet train, fire, suicide was on a peace pilgrimage. The irony. The humanity. The irony. The ironic humanity in this motherfucking story. I swear to God, this is fucked up. This this poor, poor, poor lady. Oh, man. And this piece of shit. Oh, man. Here we go. Tokyo, a woman killed when a man deliberately set himself on fire abroad a moving bullet train was on her way to a shrine to give thanks for her, quote, peaceful life, end quote. It was learned Wednesday. Yoshiko Kuwahara, 52 years old, died after 71-year-old Haruo... All right, let's say his name right because this guy's a piece of shit. Haruo Hayashizaki... Doused himself in fuel and sparked a blaze on the train. Quote, Today I'm visiting Ishii Shrine to give thanks to my calm, peaceful life. End quote. Uh, Kawashawa wrote on her Facebook page on Tuesday morning as she uh, boarded a super fast Nozomi Bullet train on the way to Yokohama. Oh, train at Yokohama. Ishi Shrine is one of the most. Whoa, you're a little noisy over there. I'm reading a, a very important story about suicide and murder, okay? Oh, I'm sure that sounds driving you guys crazy. There's nothing worse than the sound of plastic bags. On the other note, there's always a great sound of beer being open. Okay, I'm going to teach you something. Biru Kurisai means please give me beer. Biru kudasai. Holy... Don't throw it! Oh my god, you're gonna kill me. Oh my god. And if you kill me, I, I can't I can't wash the dishes tonight. Because that's what I do when I drink. I don't know. When I drink, I like to wash dishes. It's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know if it's like the feeling of water on my hands, but fucking... I don't know. When you're wasted, washing dishes is awesome. Just don't cut yourself. Okay. No, I'm serious. You gotta be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be an abusive. Wait, wait, wait. One
0: minute, one minute.
1: What? Oh, you're talking. Oh my God! Well, wow, that's crazy. You've never talked on the show before. Uh, well, don't say those words to me. That's that could be abuse. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> Moving forward, the train, packed with more than 800 passengers, was traveling from Tokyo to the commercial hub of Osaka when witnesses reported a blaze in the front of the first carriage. Um. Plums of choking-weight smoke sent passengers fleeing down the train as it screeched to an emergency stop. Reports said the driver rushed back to the smoke-filled carriage and tried to douse Hayashi Zawiyaki, still a burning body. Well, fuck him. I, I hope it's slow, because this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Uh, goddamn fucking queef-chunk. This guy is a motherfucking queef-chunk. Footage from inside the train, shot immediately after it stopped, showed suit-stained passengers uh, blinking and coughing as they crawled through the thick smoke to the exits. Some clutching small children, all these poor small kids, that's fucked up. As well as two deaths, Uh, 26 people were hurt in the incident, authorities said, probably from all the smoke ventilation. Police on Wednesday raided the dead man's Tokyo home on the hunt for clues about his motive. The Sponichi tabloid reported Hayashiza, let's just call this guy fucking Queefchunk, reported Queefchunk, who lived alone, had complained to neighbors that he, quote, could not live properly because his pension was too small, end quote. Well, you should have got a better job. You should have gone to college. You should have fucking worked hard your life instead of fucking living with your fucking mom, you piece of shit. Fucking Queefchunk. God damn, Queefchunk. This guy is fucking a cock cockbubble Queefchunk. Fuck this bubble. God damn it. But the reason for choosing such a public suicide, one that could have disastrous consequences for those on board the bullet train, well, actually, it did have fucking uh, consequences that were disastrous, remained a mystery. A neighbor said he saw Kweefchunk with a plastic tank on Monday and he told uh, her he was going to buy some oil. Hmm, suspect. Kweefchunk's dramatic suicide has shocked Japan where acts of public violence are extremely rare. Well, I kind of disagree with that. I, I got a whole podcast where I, 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 every week I read the news and at least two or three fucking articles are about fucking somebody doing some crazy shit in the streets. I don't know. I I don't think it's extremely rare at all, actually. Maybe, maybe in this neighborhood of Tokyo it's kind of extremely rare, but fucking, dude, just listen to fucking any of our 243 fucking podcasts and you could be like, that's not rare at all. So, fuck this news article. Okay, let's see here. Um, Many members of the public were reaching out with overwhelming sympathy for Kuahara, an innocent bystander caught up in someone else's violence. On her profile, Kurahawa, Kurahawa, a chiropractor, said her dream was to become a person who treats people's minds and bodies. Oh, man, dude. So, basically, this one woman... Dedicates her whole body to peacefulness and helping people, and this piece of shit Queef Chunk gets on a fucking train, douses himself in fucking kerosene, lights himself on fire because he wants some fucking sympathy vote. He's like, he's like, oh poor poor me, nobody gives me money and shit. My my welfare is so small, I can't fucking do anything except for fucking play pachinko for fucking two Fuck you, Queef Chunk. Fuck you, cock bubble. Fuck this piece of shit, dude. This guy is a fucking piece of shit. And basically, he's going to make a statement on a fucking bullet train saying that, like, fucking, like, Japan should fucking increase their fucking pension and shit. Dude, no, no. You don't fucking hurt other people to make a fucking statement. Dude, if this guy wants to set himself on fire and shit and fucking, like, say, hey, man... Well, first too low. I can't fucking make ends meet. Well, fucking, you know what you do? You fucking go in fucking a public park. No, 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 no. I'm not telling anybody to do this. Fucking write a letter to your congressman. (laughs) That's what you do. But whatever you do, whatever you don't do is you don't fucking hurt other people. You don't fucking go out in a fucking... See, all right. These bullet trains go so fucking fast that they have to be airtight, right? They have to be completely airtight. Right? Because if you rolled on the window of a train that's going fucking two hundred fucking miles an hour and shit, you're gonna be sucked out. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be fucking disastrous, right? It's gonna be fucking like like, you know, those space movies and shit, like fucking remember Alien, the first alien or the second alien and shit, where fucking Rigby opens up the fucking hatch and the aliens are like trying to get out or try the flies out and shit. That's what it's gonna be like on this fucking bullet train and shit. So fucking Dude, you, you can't have fucking windows that go down and shit. So fucking, if you go inside a fucking bullet train and you set yourself on fucking fire and shit, dude, dude just the fumes are so fucking toxic. All these people are going to have fucking, like, like, fucking asthma or some shit, dude. Fuck this queef chunk. Say it with me right now. Fuck this queef chunk. Fuck this. This creep, chunk. Fuck this creep 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 chunk. Okay, we're making light of this fucking creep chunk, but this guy is a creep chunk. If there's such thing as a creep chunk, fuck this guy. So fucking... And that's the news... God, I'm so pissed off. Today's news has been totally... Ta- Basically, the only good thing that came out of this news is that fucking... They caught that motherfucker that fucking kidnapped that poor 11-year-old girl. I hope she's Okay. But oh man, a lot of bad news today. <laughs> Our news is always bad. Welcome to Gaffetta Japan, faders. Um, faders, thank you very much for tuning in to Gaffetta Japan, episode two hundred and forty-three. That's right, we've done this for two hundred and forty-three weeks in a row. Well, kinda, we had a couple of like blank so eh, you know what I'm saying. But thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Fucking fade it forward, dude. Fucking the next person you call, the next person that calls you and shit, fucking buy him a beer, dude. You don't have to buy him a six-pack. Buy him a beer. Take him on to the fucking local pub and shit or local bar, the local dive, and buy him a fucking pint and shit. They deserve it, and so do you. And fucking if you do have some time and shit, come on down to Gamuso, one of our sponsors, or Mitsio, our another sponsor, both comfortably located in Gafeta, Japan's world of Asagaya. And um yeah, if you do dude, you've got walls in your house. Yeah, I'm sure you've got walls. I'm sure there's like one little spot in your wall that's naked. It's empty. It's lonely. It needs some sexiness. You got to rub the nipples of that wall and shit by buying one of my paintings or a print. Come on down to thespiltink.com and get yourself some sexy paint. Sexy paint. Sexy prints. Fuck, dude. I am fucking faded. And listen to this. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. It's beer time. All right, I'm going to put this down. I'm going to stop the show, wait for Maddie B's fucking first half of the show, and fucking upload this motherfucker and watch a little bit of YouTube. Oh, and also, Dagner is not a sponsor of the show. Dagner Pipes are not a sponsor, but they are fucking awesome, and I support them 110%. I pledge my allegiance to Dagner Pipes. These guys are fucking awesome. They are so fucking cool. They're just Cool people. They're just so cool people. And fucking they love pipes. And I love pipes. And fucking Yeah, Dagner Pipes. If you're interested or curious at all about smoking tobacco pipes, get your ass down to Dagnerpipes.com. Once again, that's D-A-G-N-E-R-P-I-P-E-S dot com. Fucking a and the P3 Poker, that pipe is fucking sweet, dude. I shit you not. That pipe is so fucking sweet, dude. It's so fucking light. It's 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 so fucking light, dude. It's like you're walking around and it's fucking just, it's not even there, but it's there. And it's fucking doing, it's fucking, it smokes like a champ, faders. All right, get your fade on and we will see you next week. And next week, all right, I promised last week, I'm going to promise again, who knows what will happen. But me and Maddie B will be together. Hand in hand, beer in beer, fading together through the unclear. I don't know, fuck it, I'm fucked up. All right, faders, thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Peace.
0: My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job
1: to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
0: <laughs> God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take
1: it! I can't stand to it! <laughs> you sure I should do this, man? We're good!
0: We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep.
1: Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit.
0: This is some fucked up repugnant shit.
1: Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.